Welcome to Dad Space. You found it. Dad Space. Four Dads by Dads, a podcast designed with you in mind as a dad. Today we have a special guest. Mike Mannix is on. We're going to talk about, oh, so many things. Pirates, sailing, family, being a dad. Some great, great insight from Mike, Man- Mike Mannix today on the podcast, and I'm so happy to share it with you here on Dad Space. Here we go, Mike Mannix. Sail away with me. And Mike on Dad Space. Welcome, everyone, to Dad Space. Here we are tonight with a man of the sea, as you can see behind him on video here. I'm pretty sure he's not a pirate, but just in case, do not confuse this gentleman with Johnny Depp. This is Michael J. Mannix. He's here with us tonight. Um, Never been a pirate in your past life, I'm pretty sure, but welcome to Dad Space. How are you? Thanks, David. Yeah, no, maybe, you know, my hair is a little too short, but, uh, you know, maybe I did have a a one way back in the day to be a pirate. (laughs) For those listening, and I can't see, so there's beautiful ships in behind and pictures on the wall and at no point during this will there be any plundering during no, this no podcast 100 percent guarantee there'll be no <laughs> plundering so that's great so we give you that as our guarantee and our promise for this episode welcome so do i, am I gonna call you michael mike yeah uh, please captain please mike. Call me mike captain mike, is mike? Good. how about captain mike captain mike is even better oh. actually um michael was when i was in trouble okay. anytime right, i was okay. in trouble it was michael and then you know, I grew up in a time where it was still okay to hit your children. So when it was Michael Joseph, that meant dad mm-hmm. was coming home and it was going to be not a great night. <laughs> okay. So I remember hearing that too. Wait till your father gets home. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yes, yes. Yes. So we don't live in that. Hopefully we don't live in that same no. thing today. No, no. But when you heard those words as a kid, wait till your dad gets home, wait till your father gets home. What did that spark in you as a, as a kid? Sheer terror. <laughs> right right because you had to wait the worst part i think was the waiting oh it, because you know depending on when you were messing up <laughs> and when you got the threat <laughs> and for those listening okay so there was no cell phones there was no giving no. dad a heads up to what he was walking into you heard mm-hmm. that car pull in the driveway you hear the door shut you heard the footsteps coming up on the steps and you're like oh no because again there's no lawyers there's no lawyers to plead your case right exactly right there's exactly. there's one version of the truth right that is probably not the way you would word it as a no. kid no here comes dad right right right, right. exactly exactly so that's not your experience with your kids today i anticipate Oh, no. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. I actually have, uh, I'm very blessed. I have a really uh, incredible relationship with my children. I, you know, I think you and I had, I had mentioned prior when we were spoke and I, that's why I'm so excited to be on, on dad space. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for a good long time, about seven, eight years, I was a single dad raising my children. Wow. Yeah. All on my own. And uh, you know, I have to tell you for a scary and terrifying as it was, you know, my, my son was 10 and my daughter was seven at the time. And I was, uh, I was sitting on the, (laughs) 
executive board of a global BPO, business process outsourcing. I was traveling everywhere. And then, you know, to have your world turned upside down mm-hmm. and then be, you know, try to be both parents was terrifying. And, but I, it was such a blessing in so many ways, because today I just have, I have two incredible children. And now I also have two incredible stepchildren because remarried little Brady mm-hmm. bunch going on. Nice. My wife has two. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it, it, I would not have the relationship I have today. I'm, I was involved in every aspect of their lives. We, um, we just have something that I could have only wished for. And I'm, and I'm very, very blessed that way. I'm not going to say my children are perfect and they know when dad's mad, but I can tell you it wasn't like my dad. No. <laughs> I can, I can give them a look and I'm like, guys and they'll stop yeah, so yeah. i'm lucky that way maybe they're a little less mischievous than i was <laughs> i don't know <laughs> or they haven't been caught yet that's probably more the case dave that's probably mm-hmm. more the case yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, I love that kind of that you've been able to step in in that situation and and be that for your kids yeah be that support that strength because again there's there's a missing element in the family dynamic right yeah and you're gonna have to step in there and fill that up so Gush on your kids a little bit. Tell me how great sure. they are. Oh, my God. Oh, on. So let's start. Uh, so my son is first born. He's now 24. Nice. And uh, Mike is, uh, yeah, we're very, by the way, we're very creative in the naming process in my family. He's actually the fifth Mike Mannix. Um, so, yeah, there was a whole lot of choice going on there. Mm-hmm. But uh, he is actually a very, very, very high functioning special needs mm. individual. And he didn't talk until the age of five. He actually started to have speech, lost it, and didn't speak again until five. And he had a ton of sensory issues and, you know, autism was thrown around and all these crazy terms. And, you know, back then the spectrum wasn't as defined as, as it is today. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you're looking at each other going, oh my God, you know, what can we do and how can we help? And, you know, what, is the kind of life he's going to have, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's terrifying. And I have to tell you that my little boy who, you know, could barely get words out and could really had a trouble getting a thought out and, you know, being able to speak coherently ran for student body president in junior high school and had to give a speech on why he should be president in front of 1200 students. And for someone who has a hard time communicating in general, when he memorized his speech, he was flawless. And it was just, it it brought tears to everybody's eyes. He won. He got a standing ovation. (laughs) Um, And, you know, he went on to get involved in uh, student government in college, got his four-year degree, graduated. He's out now working and got his got his car and he's driving around he's making it happen and he is probably the biggest hearted person i've ever met you know mr positive and always you know about you know any obstacle that was thrown in front of him he overcame i mean it's just it blows my mind um my my daughter sarah is now 21 and she just graduated from college and uh God bless her. You know, don't know where she got the brains from, but she just graduated from Cornell. <laughs> top, <laughs> top, wow. top 5% in her class. And um, 
She's just amazing. She's also an incredible actress, singer, dancer. She wanted to be, she, that's what she originally started going to college for was, was theater. Cause that, you know, that's her thing. And she's actually really gifted at it. Sophomore year. She goes, I can't make a living at this. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do something else. So she, she changed majors. She changed schools and she now graduated and she's looking for an apartment. Actually, she just, her and her roommate just got an apartment in, in New York. They're going to be moving in hopefully sometime in the middle of the summer because they both got really nice jobs out of school uh, in Midtown Manhattan. So beautiful. Yeah. I'm a little terrified about that. Be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But well, you can sense proud dad all yeah. over your face as you're talking, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. Don't, you never Absolutely. know where your kids are going to end up, right? No, no. And I, you know, and like I said before, I'm also incredibly blessed. Uh, I have two amazing stepchildren mm-hmm. um, that um, she has a boy and a girl too. So that's actually how we met. My So my son is the oldest, okay. right? My, my stepson and my daughter are actually the same age and we're in the same grade. And my, my stepdaughter is um, the youngest. She's 19. She's going into her sophomore year of college. And, um, and she's just amazing. I mean, the, both of them are just absolutely amazing kids. Um, And we, my, I met my my wife at parent teacher night of all places. (laughs) So there's taking your homework home with you. That's great. Well, I gotta tell you, well, I gotta tell you being out on the dating, dating scene sucked. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. it was just it was a different ball game you know yeah. from when, when we grew up right it yeah, wasn't yeah. the same thing as you know swipe left swipe right it was know. just it wasn't it was crazy um yeah. someone someone said you know i actually i learned the term i don't know if you've ever heard the term catfished i got catfished once where someone pretends to be more than they are and you meet them for the first time you're like whoa so it was pretty terrifying. And, yeah. uh, but anyways, with parent teacher night, I'm running between classes because I have two schedules in front of me trying to see all the, all the different teachers because they have eight each. And I know most of Mike's because, you know, the special education teachers don't change that much. They stay the same. So I'm like, all right, let me go to Sarah's classes first. So the teachers, they're all dressed up and they stand outside the doors and they welcome you. And, you know, it's very, very nice. And so I'm coming from work. I'm in my business suit. I was with my old company at the time. And uh, I see Sarah's teacher standing outside, you know, she's all dressed up and she's looking at her phone and I'm like, wow, Sarah's homeroom teacher's hot. <laughs> so, so I go up and I'm like trying to be smooth, which I am so not. And I walk up and I'm like, hi, I'm Mike Mannix. And normally what I get is, oh my God, Sarah looks so much like you. I said, you know, hi, I'm Mike. I'm, I'm Sarah's dad. And instead, of, instead, the look I got was something that could only be compared to as someone smelling something bad. She was like, makes this face and like, okay, I'm Bonnie, James's mom. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you were the teacher. I'm thinking, oh, my God, she must think this was the worst line ever, right? <laughs> and then we, uh, we sat next to each other at the little table and we just started chatting and we just kept running into each other throughout the night at the different because they had similar classes. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I didn't take a look at her schedule to run into her by accident a couple of times. And there you go. There you go. And then the rest seven is years history. later. Yeah. Married seven years now. So, well, that's a great story, Mike. I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's uh, it's been a, it's been quite a ride. I'm going to tell you though, um, blending families is not easy for all your listeners out there mm-hmm. that have ever blended families. It's not easy to do. And there's a lot of dynamics and there's a lot of, um, 
you know, you have very different um, environments coming together and, uh, you know, children can react differently and it's, it's not always a cakewalk. And, it, and not, you know, I'm sitting here telling you how great they are. Yeah, they are, but yeah. it wasn't always easy. And, so, uh, okay, Mike. So then that just jumps in my mind. Then what would you say is maybe one must do in a blended family situation from your perspective as a dad? Yep. And what's one thing you probably should avoid? It's a great questions. Must do would be um, you need to communicate to with each other. The parents need to, and okay. you need to must be on the same page and there must be the same rules for all the children. It okay. can't be, Oh no, they can get away with this, but they can't. Right. Mm -hmm. That is, that is the kiss of death. And, um, you know, we had a little bit of that dynamic and it's, it, it was, um, you know, got, you know, it's gotten better, right. We've, we, we talked and, and we've got, and we've communicated, um, the, I think that is the, the saving graces, uh, communication. And I think the biggest thing is, um, a lot of care and showing, um, of support and love. And what I mean by that is I made it very clear to my stepchildren that I was not trying to be their dad. They have a dad who's a very good dad and very involved in their life. And all I was going to try to be for them was another support system to be there if they needed anything and to be able to really, you know, have their back if they needed it. Right. And because the last thing a, you know, James was the oldest. He wants to his, who's this new dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in, in my house. Cause he was technically the man of the house. You know, my, my, my now wife and her ex-husband, they were divorced for quite some time, just, mm -hmm. just like I was, you know, yeah. so it's, it, it changes that dynamic. So um, that was, you know, tough. And, you know, you have my, also my daughter coming into the equation, who is the woman of the house. And now it's coming into another house. Cause you know, it was, it was just me and the kids for the longest time. Yeah. So there's a lot of that dynamic. And I think a lot of open communication and being on the same page as parent as and parenting mm -hmm. is, is critical. Um, I would say something not to do. My personal belief is what I was saying before. Don't try hard to enforce yourself as their new parent. Mm -hmm. Because especially if the other parent is still involved right now, if, if like, God forbid, there's a, you know, a passing or something yeah. like that, you can almost, you, you start to take on that role in a way, but you never want to come in trying to replace that parent. I think that is, that is the worst thing you could do to a child. Um, you know, just think about that, you mm -hmm. know, from a psychological standpoint, it's the yeah. damage it would do to them. So um, though, that's my my recommendation on what to do <laughs> yeah, yeah. and what, and what to avoid like the plague. So you're, you're basically to summarize that as well. You're, you're not a replacement, you're a resource. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Right. Actually, that's, that's perfect. That's exactly what I would say. They both yeah. start with R's. So that's easy for me to remember. <laughs> and we can go back to the pirate. There's also, R. <laughs> so there's a lots of parallels there. We just kind of established that. So that's great. <laughs> or in my mind today. I don't know. Um, that's so funny. So, okay. So from your kid's perspective, that dynamic as well, you talked about yourself and your spouse, but the kids now blending themselves together, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because they have, now you have these four personalities as kids. Oh yeah. Doing the side eye and like now I'm supposed to 
what, how does all this work? Right. 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 Exactly. Um, and they're very different. Mm-hmm. They're very, very, very different. And, um, but I can tell you that my, the blessing that came out of it is my daughter always wanted a little sister and, uh, Julia, my, my stepdaughter, I think always wanted a big sister. And, um, the two of them were just thick as thieves mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, and their, their rooms were next to each other. So they would knock on the wall and like, you know, <laughs> do you want to build a snowman type of thing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, they just have, the, they just have a really beautiful relationship. And what was great about it was, um, Sarah just felt like she had to be like older than she was because, you know, Mike had his challenges. And even though he's the older sibling at the time now, you know, it's a different ball game. Um, she just felt like she had to like watch out for him and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so she was too old for her age. And Julia was, you know, very, very um, uh, at the time, you know, a little young for her age. So the two of them together, it was mm. perfect. I mean, nice. they, you know, she, she taught Sarah how to have fun and, and, and be silly and Sarah, you know, got Julia into the arts and, you know, singing and performing and, and dancing and really brought her out of her shell. So that, that was great. And, you know, and Mike and James, they're just, they're different, they're different kids and they're different guys, but uh, you know, all you, the best you could have hoped for back then was just that they get along. <laughs> they don't have to like each other just to yeah, get yeah. along. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and for the most part, um, you know, after time they did. And now actually they're actually, you know, very friendly with each other. I mean, it's like, Hey, when they see each other when they come in because you know my son is is here but he's not you know he's he's getting ready to go off on his own too and he's he's working full time and you know james is still at college he's got one more year because uh he's changing he changed majors so he has one more year um so the kids are kind of in and out plus they also spend time at their dads you know they're there a little less than half um you know because their dad is very involved and you know he's remarried so um the blessing for them is they actually have two sets of families that love them. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, that's great. Nah, that's good. Yeah. So, so Mike, from your, from your point of view as a dad, what are you seeing out there for dads and for men, single dads, blended families? What are you seeing out there is probably one of the things that dads need to develop and maybe become better at just in dealing with family. Wow. That's a really, that's an excellent question. I think if I can be really, um, really candid, I think a lot of dads feel they're showing their love by working hard. Mm-hmm. And I was one of those dads. I was traveling the world, traveling the country. Um, I didn't grow up with money by any stretch. And I worked my tail off for everything that I have today. And um, all I had in my life was that drive to give my children the things that I didn't have growing up. And, you know, that C title and success and blip, blip and all that nonsense. Um, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I can't believe I'm actually going to admit to this. I was traveling so much that one time I was, I came home early from a trip and um came walking through the front door. My daughter must've been maybe four, five. She didn't recognize me. And she ran off screaming stranger danger. You know, what they teach the kids when, you know, someone they don't know is around to avoid. Right. And I was like, Oh my God. And um, you know, cause I thought being the dad, I needed to be the provider. And that's what I, 
was supposed to do. And I think, and that's the way I was showing my love. Hmm. And I think a lot of dads and, and, and being the dad that then had to flip the script and become full, you know, all involved dad. Um, that's what the kids want. They, they, they want, they rather have you around. They rather have you tell them that you love them. They want to hear that. Mm-hmm. I don't care what any kid says. And you know what? A lot of kids out there, they want you to set parameters. They want you to set guidelines and, th- and rules they need to follow because it shows you care. Mm-hmm. And um, I think a lot of dads out there are so busy because they have this pressure to provide, um, especially, you know, in today's economy, it's hard. And a lot of families, you know, both parents are working, you know, mm-hmm. and they're both trying to provide. And I think, I think as a dad, personally, straight to the children, they, they need to be there more. They want that. Um, as a husband, you, you, you can't, you've got to be a partner, right? So you need to be able to take the load off of your spouse and vice versa mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of help each other out because that's the only way you're going to make it, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's critical. So I think that's a, I also think uh, something that I see now too, and um, you know, please forgive me if I digress here, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you know, as you know, um, my company that I have now is, is a leadership uh, management development company. And we're launching a book called the five L's and it's all about following, you know, finding balance in your life. We're excited to be on your next podcast. Yes. Yes. Um, but what I've seen and what we're trying to teach now too is children and people, okay, are 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 kind of measuring themselves against this fictitious version of reality that the media is portraying, mm. especially social media, right? So from an adult perspective, it's everybody's highlight reel, okay? It's not reality. I mean, you never see anyone post, oh, my kid sucks. Whoosh. You know that you never yeah. see that. Yeah. It's like, oh, look, my child just won the Nobel Prize Prize. You know, it's yeah. like. And everything is great and everything is perfect and every, and there's rainbows, unicorns, and butterflies and Hey, check out my new wheels. And they're not even their cards. They're standing in a parking lot somewhere and they saw a nice car that, you know, they're, it's not reality. And, and no one's life, no one's, no one has it all. I can tell you absolutely no one. And I know mm-hmm. people that have absolutely nothing. And I know people have more money than God and no one has it all. There's always, you know, we see 20% of the iceberg you get under the water that, you know, yeah. to 90%. Life's messy, right? Yeah. You got to work at it. And I think we as individuals, we're measuring ourselves that way. Okay. Um, I also see the children um, being impacted by that too, because mm-hmm. now you've got this fictitious standard of what success is. So you have adults that are driving themselves for that and then putting that pressure down on the children. And I've seen that happen, especially in the town I'm, I'm in here in uh, Long Island, New York. It's called Port Washington. Um, you have a you know real blend of uh, different status levels, and and just just seeing the pressure that's put on these children to compete, to get into colleges, to perform, and boop boop boop, and it's just it, it's mind-boggling to me. And then on top of it, the the children are measuring themselves against this fictitious social media 
And I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure you've heard yeah. some of these APA articles, you know, the American Psychological Association put out, there's actually um, a psychological issue now for young women because of Instagram and all these um, filters that they put on because it makes them look like it's a different person, right? They have no fat and there's all this stuff going on. Mm -hmm. and, and these other girls look at themselves and go, I don't look like that. Why don't I look like that? And they start measuring themselves against it. And now the level of, of depression and suicide has skyrocketed because of it. And I think that, you know, I think parents need to be aware of that mm -hmm. and they need to be able to support their child. So they need to get out of their own head on the fictitious of what success is yep. and pushing that down on their children. And then also being there for their children, realizing that the stuff they're up against is like nothing we were ever up against. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Think about, I mean, thanks to these things, yeah, you're on 24 seven. It never stops. I mean, children can be bullied around the clock. Yeah. You know, that there's no respite. So the, the, the pressure the kids are under today is far greater than anything we ever experienced. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking, you know, someone that has kids in their twenties. So mm -hmm. obviously you can guess my age, but yeah. <laughs> you know, it's different. It's a different ball game, yeah. right? Like you said, there were no cell phones. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know? Right. It was when dad got home. So uh, I, I think that's the long-winded answer to your question. When was that one moment that stands out for you when you felt like I'm a dad and I love it? Hmm. Was there something that just like, you just like, wow, I'm actually doing it. I'm, I'm a dad. Wow. Well, this is why you do what you do because these are really good questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to answer that um, in two ways. Okay. If you've never been a parent before, and I'm sure you can relate to this, you can't put it into words. The moment that you hold your child for the first time yeah. and the love that you feel for that little squishy pink, you know, human being that is now being placed in your arms and I have to tell you, I know you're going to think this is crazy, but <laughs> um, my ex-wife and I actually um, were told that the auditory system of the baby develops uh, usually early on in the process. So mm -hmm. that's why the baby recognizes the mother's voice right out of the gates, right? Because constantly hears her talking and yeah, yeah. relates, right? Finds comfort in that. So <laughs> they, they said you should talk to the belly every night. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot, right? So, you know, I did this with my son, Michael. And I would say the same thing every night. I'm like, hey, little guy, it's your dad. You know, I love you. Can't wait to meet you. And, you know, anyone looking from the outside would have thought I was nuts. <laughs> I was crazy. Yeah. So, and anytime that like, you know, especially it got later on in the term, you know, the baby doesn't stir as much, you know, they're getting, getting ready for the big move. So they don't move as much. And, you know, when, when, you know, uh, his mom would get nervous. She'd say, Oh, talk to the belly. So I would talk to the belly and he'd start to move a little bit. So fast forward to my son being born, you know, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the room with her, right. I was there for the entire thing, trying to be as much of a support, right. Us dads were doing so mm -hmm. much work, breathe, yeah. breathe. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> we're so supportive. Hmm. Um, you know, they, they're, they're uh, taking care of, you know, his mom and they hand him to me. Now he's like, you know, he's still like, he's, he's fresh. There's still stuff. Yeah, yeah. All over. He's, yeah. he's, he's very fresh. 
and he's crying and you know they've cut the umbilical and i just started saying hey little guy it's your daddy hello and he stopped turned his head and opened his eyes and the nurses and the doctors were like oh my god like in all their years of practicing oh. medicine doing this they've ne they never witnessed that and that experience to me was the very first time i felt oh my god i'm a dad and this is freaking cool i mean i'm getting teary i'm sorry yeah, yeah. This, is the, this is the coolest thing ever and then the second time was when my daughter was born and it was the same thing you know you same don't thing. you don't you don't get used to it because it's it's the second time around it's the same thing and um i think the the uh, the time after that too was you know um especially being um single dad on my own just 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 watching my children um you know my son maybe his track meet or my daughter performing on stage as the lead and just killing it and and me just thanking god every day how amazing they've turned out and and what blessings they are yeah you know and i and i gotta tell you i think i have that you probably call it even a dad moment right that aha dad moment i've had it a lot actually because i don't take it for granted nice nice you know i never take it for granted because uh it really is a blessing i mean not all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, Mike, before we close off, there's going to be a dad listening to this potentially that is going to be going into the hospital this week, this month, and is going to be experiencing this dad moment for the first time. Yep. If it was you, what would you want to know? Wow. Um, it's going to be okay. Well, wow. it's going to be okay. You're going to do better than you think you are. I know, you know, I know you're scared. You have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. You've gone through these baby classes where you've learned how to swaddle this little, you know, creature. <laughs> it's going to be all right. And you're, and you're going to do great. Trust yourself, be there for your spouse mm -hmm. and don't mistake, make the same mistake I did be there as much as possible, especially in the early years. Yeah. Because those are the formative times and you'll never get them back. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Mike is here with us on dad space. I love the, the talk and, and sharing about blended families, Mike. That's amazing. I love the passion and love for your kids. So much you've brought to us, Mike. I just, I really do appreciate you being part of a dad, dad space tonight. It's really great. I I was honored to be here. I really appreciate you having me on. And I and I hope I hope I helped at least one person. If I did that, then I guess I was successful tonight, right? You were. You helped me. <laughs> you helped me. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate it, Mike. This is so great. great. This is Dad Space, everybody. Mike is here with us and he loves to sail. So let's <laughs> sail away with Mike tonight. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate it. Thanks, David. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks for listening to Dad Space today. Go check us out on all of our social media, YouTube, all that great stuff. You can find us as Dad Space Podcast. Real simple. Dad Space Podcast, whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, even YouTube. Email us, dadspacepodcast at gmail.com. We're always looking for great guests to come on the podcast. If you have any feedback for us, what do we do good? What do we need to work on? 
let us know here at Dadspace. Looking forward to connecting with you on the next episode. It's coming up right now. Just let this keep playing and it'll automatically come. Follow us on your podcast app for more. Cheers. To you, Dad. Thank you.